This is the Nearside Low Podcast, brought to you by Missouri Water Polo. For all highlights, scores, and updates, please visit www.mowaterpolo.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at Nearside Low. And here we are, Nearside Low Podcast Season 4, Episode 2. Top of the morning to you, Ray. Happy St. Patrick's Day. It's Charlie O'Leary. Well, uh, Ray wanted me to do an Irish accent for the whole episode, but I just told him I couldn't do it. So, uh, Ray, happy St. Patrick's Day. How you doing, man? Uh, doing okay. Not necessarily the state I wanted us to be in for our second podcast. I was hoping we'd be talking about uh, starting the water polo season, but... It is what it is. I know. And Ray, it seems I, you know, we were just talking about this before we started recording. Folks, it seems like a long time ago um, that we had our last podcast and we were gearing up for spring break trips and the first games of the year. And I was talking to some of the guys on my team and they were all, they were excited. They were going to go to the MICDS for CBC game Friday night at 530. And uh, basically... All hell broke loose, and uh, as those of you maybe you don't know, but um, if you do know, the season currently is on uh, kind of standstill, postponed till um, at least April 6th, um, and that's when obviously schools are going back, but pretty much I think every school in the St. Louis metropolitan area and St. Louis County is pretty much uh, on hold in, in a kind of a holding pattern right now, right? Am I, am I missing anything on that? Nope. And pretty much everywhere across the Midwest is in the same situation. I talked to one of my friends in Texas yesterday who looks like they'll be in the similar situation shortly. So um, all across the U.S. we're dealing with the coronavirus. Yes. Un- uh, unprecedented, something that, uh, you know, I-, I don't think any of us thought was going to happen. Um, if you talked to us about two months ago about this, but uh, we are here. And as Ray just said, it is what it is. So, um, you know, Ray has mentioned here thoughts on our state of the affairs. It's disappointing. Um, but uh, I think Ray and I both are under the agreement that it's probably necessary. Um, and uh, we kind of want to see where everything plays out. And we know that, you know, coaches and parents and kids and, you know, we really feel for the seniors. There's definitely some disappointment, but there's, you know, there's still a glimmer of hope that, uh, you know, maybe this will pass at some point in time and we will get some games in um, before the spring season is out. Um, but at this time, you know, we think that, you know, the decisions that have been made are probably the probably the right ones and the best ones for um, the state and the community and just the, yeah, I guess the, the water polo and sport world as a whole, right? You got anything you want to add to that? No, I, I completely agree. We're lucky to have Dr. Jason Newland on with us who will interview here after our little segment, um, an infectious disease doctor at WashU also played a little bit of water polo, um, to give us his take on the situation. But, um, yeah, really sad situation. I was watching the news the other night when they were, interviewing the incarnate word basketball team um as they were about ready to go to state just um how tearful and how sad they were with not being able to compete and i i really feel for our seniors as well i'm hopeful that uh, we'll be able to get some games in but we'll just have to have to see how things go right and uh you know i guess we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later but you know we we kind of try and keep our format similar so um something that if you have a lot of free time you can do um, we're still looking for pictures to update the 
uh, Mo Water Polo webpage. And obviously, we're not going to have any pictures from this season currently, but I'm sure there were plenty of people taking photos last season. So um, if you are um, staying at home, if you're a student that has a lot of free time on your hands, uh, maybe ask mom and dad for a, you know a copy of the, the camera photos and find some good ones for us and send them to web at mowaterpolo.com. What would be really cool, Ray, is if we could get some photos, get them uploaded, and then have a little contest where we voted on them. And it would, you know, and it maybe help keep, uh, keep people busy uh, and take their minds off everything. It'd be kind of something fun. And I think a couple of years ago when we, when we did that, it ended up being a pretty good time. So um, I don't know. We'll see uh, again, web at mowaterpolo.com. And Ray, I'm going to let you, Oh, go ahead. And I'll jump in even such. Um, I think, I think it would be nice, uh, particularly uh, if you have some pictures of the senior classes for each of the schools. Um, obviously we're hoping our seniors are going to get the play again this year, but um I think it would be nice to showcase uh, some of the kids who have played all four years of high school and hoping to get their last shot this year. So um, do you have any pictures of the senior classes as well? I think that would be nice to share with uh, us at web at mowaterpolo.com. Definitely. All right. And then uh, I'm going to let you take that new question of the week, right? So uh, question of the week this week is what do people want as far as season? So uh, we'll figure out how to, how to format this question, but um, obviously we're not going to be able to play games at least until mid-April, and with the way things are going, um, it may be significantly longer after that, but um, would people be amenable to playing one week of games and then having the playoffs, or um, pushing back maybe the playoffs if we could, or, or uh, even if we couldn't do that, maybe organizing some sort of senior all-star game regardless, um, in late May or early June, whatever, whatever ends up happening. Obviously, it's a fluid situation, but um, just wanted to Ray, get. I, I I wouldn't be opposed to maybe uh, maybe a five alive tournament. Every team brings forth <laughs> their their ace shooter, and uh, <laughs> and we have one big round round game of five alive, and winner winner is crowned the champion of Missouri. That would be that'd be <laughs> something we could pull off in late May if we needed to. And, uh, so I, you know, I don't know, that could be, that could be kind of fun. I don't know. So yeah, we'll post something on Twitter, um, with a couple different options to vote on. Um, again, you know, fingers crossed that, you know, um, things, things get better. Um, but as Ray said, you know, things are not, uh, not, not looking that way. It might, might be a little bit longer than we thought. And I mean, folks, we'll just be real with you. There's a very real possibility that we don't have a water polo season this year. So, um, you know, fingers crossed that that doesn't happen, but obviously there are bigger things going on in the world right now that, um, we probably need to be a little more focused on. Um, and Ray, you mentioned in here, um, something that did happen. Um, and actually I read a quote recently, um, from an athlete that was kind of, um, part of this and, uh, this was the 1980 Olympics. And you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, I mean, the current situation is reminding me a lot of the 1980 Olympics. I was not around for that, but um, that was, I guess, and the last I, time. Neither was I, Ray. <laughs> yeah. 81, baby. 81. <laughs> um, either way, so that's the last time the U.S. Uh, participating in those Olympics because of uh, the situation with the USSR at that point. But, um, a lot of athletes, including some in our area, um, did not get to go and compete at the Olympics then. Um, and just thinking about some of the female seniors in the NCAA whose seasons are over and some of the seniors in high school who are dealing with the same situation, 
Um, hopefully this today they came out and said, hopefully the Olympics are still happening this year, but, um, a lot of athletes who, um, because of the circumstances aren't, aren't being able to showcase their, their abilities. So, um, I think we can learn a lot from, from the 1980 Olympians, but, um, sad, sad situation regardless. Definitely. Definitely. We feel for everybody out there. And, um, again, this was a bit of a shocker to us, but you know, it was on the horizon and we will see where it, um, where it definitely goes. So, uh, we don't really have a recap of games. Um, we don't really have any water polo in the news. Um, I have not jumped into the uh, STL Today forums, although maybe maybe tomorrow I'll visit them and and make a funny post. But um, nothing's going on there. Um, we obviously don't have any upcoming tournaments or games. Fingers crossed, maybe we will. Um, and we do not have a team of the week. But Ray, do we have an oddball topic of discussion? Yeah, no, no, I don't know if I'd call it that. But um, was going to point out that uh, we'll try and keep having these podcasts keep coming. Um, we have a few, few guests in mind, um, that I think, um, might be of interest to the water polo community. Um, and also would encourage everybody, um, even though you may not be getting out to the pool or being able to play water polo to, um, there's a lot of great videos online about various, uh, dry land you can be doing and various things that, um, you can still be engaged with water polo, even if you can't be in the water. So, um, hang in there and, uh, Hopefully we'll be thinking about some of these topics in the water sooner than we think. All right. All right. And so our special guest that we're going to have on, um, if you just fast forward a little bit, um, is Dr. Jason Newland. And um, I'm just going to say straight up, I'll let Ray kind of give you the background on who he was. But um, the conversation, we've already recorded it, so um, we kind of know what's going to go on with it. Um, there's some lightheartedness, but there's also some definite seriousness to it. So um, I think the right decisions have been made. And I think Dr. Jason Newland definitely backs that up. Um, and I think Ray and I, we just kind of tried to play the role of reporter um, and ask questions um, in regards to that because, you know, uh, there's, there's a lot of questions out there. And I think some people were upset about decisions that were made. But at the end of the day, I think Ray and I thought and after talking to Jason Newland, um, we definitely um, were reinforced with that thought that it was definitely the right decision um, has been made in regards to um, sports and, and distancing and all that other stuff. So, Ray, you want to give a little background on how you met this um, young man? Yeah, so Jason Newland is a professor of pediatrics and infectious disease at WashU. I am honored to work with him at St. Louis Children's Hospital. Um, he is a brilliant guy, um, has done a lot. He, he works a lot with um, antibiotic stewardship, which means he um, is making sure we're using the right antibiotics in certain situations. But um, he's been working a lot over the last few days um, with uh, staying up to date on the coronavirus, making sure that um, hospitals in our area are set to deal with the situation. Um, he's been on the news the last couple nights, so um, we're lucky that he took a couple. And minutes he tonight. played water polo. And he did play water game. polo. Yes. Um, yeah. So super excited. You guys notice there's a theme. Ray always seems to get the really awesome guests, um, and uh, <laughs> without him, I don't know what I would do. Uh, so that's kind of where we're at. Uh, we hope you enjoy the listen. Um, and obviously we appreciate any feedback and, uh, we will, uh, we'll get this tweeted out to everybody. Thanks. Uh, this is Charlie. This is Ray. And this is the near side low podcast is signing off. All 
All right, here we are, folks, in your side low podcast, and we have a special guest on tonight, and I am going to let Dr. Ray take care of this one because he was in charge of um, getting this uh, gentleman to come on and chat with us. Ray, hit it. Yeah, so very excited tonight to have Dr. Jason Newland on with us. He is a professor of pediatrics and infectious disease at Washington University, where I'm lucky to work with him at St. Louis Children's Hospital. He went to University of Notre Dame and then got his medical degree from University of Oklahoma. Currently works here, as I said, at St. Louis Children's as one of the leaders in the country in antibiotic stewardship, but has been working a lot recently on the coronavirus and making sure that we're prepared here in St. Louis for whatever that brings. So uh, thanks for coming on with us, Jason. Uh, no, thank you, Ray and Charlie. I appreciate the opportunity to speak to all your listeners. Pretty exciting. We always like to kind of hit things off with our special guest, uh, and we're obviously a water polo podcast, and I know that you have some experience playing water polo at Notre Dame, um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got involved in the sport? Yeah, so um, I was a small town kid from southwest Oklahoma, Altus, Oklahoma, about 20,000 people, and landed at Notre Dame, and we didn't have water polo in a town of 20,000 people. So when I got to Notre Dame, they had this club water polo team, and I joined up right away. Um, we had practice from 8 to 10 p.m. is what I recall. And uh, while most people were watching Seinfeld, I used to say, well, I never watched that because I was at water polo practice. And, uh, yeah, I traveled all about with the Notre Dame club water polo team and, you know, learned all about the uh, fighting that goes under the water that you don't know unless you play the sport. Pretty fascinated and was a great, great experience for uh, me and uh, still have a lot of, you know, really good friends from those times in, in my uh, career. Now, I can't say that I continued the sport as I, I'm really not tough enough like you guys um, oh. to play it. So I uh, would say that I transitioned um, into doing triathlons more um, and I'm still a very avid swimmer, um, probably swim three to four times a week uh, specifically to train and uh, trained for triathlons, which will be the uh, upcoming year, hopefully, depending on what happens with the lovely coronavirus. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, and I, you know, for our listeners and our younger crew out there, um, you know, Notre Dame obviously has a club team. I know Mizzou has a club team. So there are a lot of opportunities at the college level that aren't necessarily Division One. Ray, you got anything you want to add about that? No, a lot, a lot of great opportunities to play in college, and a lot of people have taken advantage of playing at clubs. Cool. Uh, Ray, you want to jump into the kind of nitty-gritty? Uh, one of the reasons why we obviously had Dr. Newland on, Jason, I apologize, uh, but was to uh, kind of talk <laughs> – Talk about talk about water polo and the coronavirus, or I guess maybe just sports in general. So, Ray, you want to kind of take that one off? Yeah, so we've had a lot of questions over the last week about coronavirus, how it affects the water polo community, um, and just general questions people had. So really lucky to have Jason Newland on with us tonight. So want to start off, over the last few days, we've seen a number of states and governing organizations shut down sports that are going on. Um, in St. Louis, water polo has been suspended until at least April 3rd. In Illinois, Michigan, Ohio, we've also seen restrictions on playing. U.S. swimming has shut down all events until April 30. And USA water polo uh, shut down playing at least for, for traveling for at least the next 30 days. Jason, are all these measures justified? Why are we shutting down our ability to play sports in these times? Yes, uh, this is really an interesting time. And, you know, the fact that pretty much everything shutting down is unprecedented and likely we'll never we'll never see it again in our in our lives. 
is this justified uh, from my medical opinion um, at this point in time? I say yes. Why do I say yes? If you look at what's happened in China, Italy, what's going on in Europe, the cases um, have an exponential rise. And what they suggest is that cases, the number of cases of coronavirus will double um, every four to six days. I've seen both of those. We're, as of today, at 5,700 cases. As of last week, you know, we weren't, we were barely in the couple hundreds. And so you can see how it's just all of a sudden exploded, partially because we had lack of testing, which is a whole nother conversation. Um, and so what we know is that we are seeing this exponential rise in cases. The ideal thing to do, and people have heard it, and likely those who listen to your podcast have heard about this social distancing, getting everybody away from one another. Uh, so first off, now we're seeing you know, gatherings not happening, any type of gatherings yesterday or yesterday being Monday, uh, March 16th, we, you know, the president and the their task force came out and said no gatherings more than 10 people. And the whole idea of this is so that we don't have any chance to be spreading the virus amongst one another. I think in this time where, I mean, we're seeing just massive increases in cases and we're all nervous that, you know, Italy could happen to the United States where Italy has essentially shut it down, right? Everyone is supposed to stay in their house. These wonderful activities that we all love, I mean, all this stuff has to stop at this point in time. Right. And frankly, I'm not sure they'll be back by the end of what we would consider school because if you look at the experiences in other countries, you know, the cases keep happening and then you're just you're, you're just waiting until it kind of slows down. I say that also because if you look at the Chinese experience, they started reporting cases end of December. We're now into the beginning, you know, now middle of March um, and they're just seeing the increase in cases or their cases kind of subsiding um, of the coronavirus. Most of us are going to be fine, you know. Ray, Charlie, me, uh, those who play water polo, most of us will do fine with this virus. However, there are already reports of young, healthy people getting this virus. But I worry about our parents, our loved ones who are older, um, who might have um, underlying medical conditions such as heart disease or lung disease. Um, and in that case, the mortality is not insignificant, quite scary. Um, and then lastly, as I know, I, I can, this is what they teach us in, to be infectious disease doctors. We can talk. Yeah. Um, last, <laughs> lastly, is our healthcare system. Our healthcare system will not be able to keep up. I already, I had a conversation with a colleague of mine in Seattle. They are preparing to potentially, or preparing, or they are potentially going to run out of masks by this week. And that's not because they have just tons of coronavirus in their hospital is because they have all these people they're having to test for it and doing all the precautions because and put on this protective this personal protective equipment like these are the situations that you know you can't even imagine but we're now having to think about how do you ration the protective equipment to protect the healthcare providers who are caring for the people who are coming in and that's just for coronavirus what happens if you come in with a bad heart attack or a right. horrible broken secondary leg or these, yeah. Yeah. secondary things right you just can't do it so the healthcare like honestly now it's like oh man we got to be all away from each other so that we have a trickle in of coronavirus cases instead of turning on the fire hydrant where they all just show up 
coaches, athletes, parents. I know, you know, people were bummed, obviously, about the water polo season and, and other things like that. But I, I judging by our conversation here, uh, I think it was definitely the right decision to put everything on pause for right now. Moving on, I know this one, again, these are some questions that we've, we've gotten um, from some people that um, listen to the podcast and just from word of mouth. Um, and I know this one's kind of silly, but talk to us about the virus in the pool water. Um, you know, we always, at least when I used to lifeguard and I jumped in the pool all summer, my hair came out fried by by August. Um, <laughs> is it something that the, vi- I mean, is, is chlorine capable of killing this? So if you did go decide to go swim laps to try and stay in shape, is that something you should be worried about? Or is there just not enough information to support that? Yeah, not enough inf- information to support that, but uh, you know, going into a pool area where there's people right now, you're not going to have that ability, which is great. I mean, I think I think we just have to all, all of us who are exercise junkies, who love the feeling of being in shape, who love the feeling of having a real hard swim. I think swimming is like the best. I feel so good after right. I have a hard swim. But like, I'm going to have to just get over that for now. I'm going to have to figure out whatever, what I'm going to do. Now, I might go out for a run on my own where I'm not seeing a single person or be in my basement riding my bicycle on my trainer watching the morning show by the way if anybody wants a good new show to watch i thought you were gonna say seinfeld on apple plus well <laughs> i don't know man I, I probably should go back to seinfeld you're right but well, i'm telling you the you morning missed out show on it in college so. i know that's right. <laughs> i know anyway but yeah no no i i think we we're gonna have to just while the the pool water might be okay i think we gotta avoid it i think we have to stay away from from people um as best we can so that we have we're not we're not transmitting this virus or the potential to get it and pass it to somebody else so i know a lot of athletes are wondering like what they can do to stay in shape particularly because they may not be able to be at a pool it sounds like the best thing to do would be like dry land at home or do exercises at home away from other people is that kind of what you're saying Yes, that's what I'm saying. You know, come up with your workout routines that are effective for you um, in isolation as best you can. Now, if you and one other person want to get together and have limited gatherings, I think that's fine. Uh, But you have to have some personal accountability to doing that, which means if you have any symptoms, you don't, you're not together, you wash your hands really, really well. And what does that mean? I know you've all heard it, but as a infectious diseases doctor i have to go back over this is that it's 20 seconds right two happy birthday songs it's soap and water or 60 percent alcohol hand gel and all that sounds good and you might think okay i do that but let's also talk about the technique of those 20 seconds it is rubbing all the surfaces of your hands which includes in between your fingers and don't forget your thumbs if you think about it sometimes you'll miss your thumbs so make sure you get your thumbs as well as all your fingers. So that's the version of washing your hands well and effectively. All right. You got any other word? Do you have any words of advice for the community as a whole? I mean, it doesn't have to just be the water polo community, but just, you know, our high school athletes and stuff in general that might listen to this. Yeah. You know, I think for uh, the young folks out there, um, trust us in this. Uh, we got to work together on this that I know I mean, I have teenage kids at home. Um, my 16-year-old daughter looked at me tonight when I told her she can't go out to get her second ear piercing like I had three heads. <laughs> I said, no, you need to stay in. We are not going anywhere. And that's going to be hard. But we need to do that so that we can get back to playing water polo by the summer. 
Uh, we have to do that because that's the right thing to do for our society. Um, and if there's any time that we need to all be pulling together uh, more than any time that we've ever encountered in our history, especially in our living history, uh, this is the time because this is this is real. This is right. real and scary. And I it has me it has me a lot more nervous than I ever thought it would when we first learned of this back in early January. All right. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot with one question here. Uh, I love we kind of want to live. We want to live on a leave on a positive note. Give us uh, give us one of your favorite memories from water polo at Notre Dame. You guys, you got anything that stands out? A a game or a, or a travel yeah. tournament or anything? The beauty of uh, playing water polo is obviously the camaraderie. And as a senior, we took a road trip uh, to Boston, um, and we uh-huh. played Boston University. We played at MIT. Then we went up to Middlebury because a couple of guys had dated girls from Middlebury when they were in London the year before. And I remember vividly playing Frisbee along the Charles River uh, at Harvard. And I remember vividly taking a U-turn on some bridge over the Charles River thinking, what was I doing? And so I would say that water polo, you know, brought back, it just brings back me such wonderful memories of that trip and how much fun I had with all those guys. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I don't have actually any game memories because I wasn't very good. Let's be clear. Hey, well, you know, I'm sure <laughs> it's all right. I'm sure you scored a goal and contributed somehow, right? Uh, uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, we'll sure. go with that. It was, it was many years ago. I might as well. All right. Cool. All right. Well, Jason, we really appreciate you coming on. Ray, you got anything you want to add? I do not. Thanks so much for coming on, Jason. We really appreciate it.